Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and this segment is going to be about Mars retrograde. I sent out a poll and I was asking if you would rather hear about Mars retrograde or do a segment on Lana Del Rey. And the majority of people actually asked for Lana Del Rey. And so I was going to prepare for it and do it. And then one of my very trusted clients, I mean, I, I guess she's a client. She's also a friend. And I feel like, um, I don't know, she's, she's an astrologer in her own right. She reached out to me and said, you should do a video on the Lana Del Rey because then I can also have an image of the chart and show you guys why I'm saying what I'm saying. And so I'm actually going to do that. I feel like it would actually save a lot of time and be a lot more educational and helpful. So I do have a YouTube channel. <laughs> if you go to um, Astrology Now podcast, you should be able to find something more reliable would be my website, innerknowing.yoga. Clicking on YouTube, you would be able to find some of my YouTube videos from there. Um, so I'm going to wait and do a video. I'm so sorry. Please trust me in the future. If we do a poll, I'll stick to it. But this one really did make sense to me to wait to do a video on it so that you guys once again can kind of see what I'm talking about. So thank you for understanding. So moving forward with Mars retrograde and talking about August a little bit and kind of what to expect in August. So we are in a little bit of a lull this month, so to speak. It's not going to be as intense as the last few months have been. However, once September comes, that is when we can really expect things to heat up. And I say that because Mars is going to go retrograde in September. And so I've alluded to Mars retrograde in a few different segments. And so in this segment, we are going to elaborate and just explore what Mars retrograde can mean and what we can expect for the upcoming months. And at the end of the segment, I am going to briefly discuss the area of life that this may impact for you, depending on your rising sign or your moon sign. If you want to learn more about your rising sign and moon sign, you can go to my website. Once again, innerknowing.yoga, click on chart and calculate your individual birth chart. So Mars retrograde. Well, first of all, let's discuss Gandanta because I mentioned this in my last podcast, and so I'm going to talk about it a little bit more on this one. And in case you missed the last podcast, Gandanta is when a planet is at the final degrees of a water sign or the early degrees of a fire sign. So it's that transitional point between water and fire. And so the way that I was taught is that when a planet is Gandanta, it takes on the qualities as if it's drowning. It can't completely express its true nature. It's under a lot of pressure and it's extremely uncomfortable. And so Mars will go into this Gandanta point between August 14th and August 16th, October 5th and October 7th, and December 22nd and December 25th are the dates that Mars is going to be in the exact Gandanta degrees. So we do want to keep an eye out for those dates. I do think that they are going to bring intensity, a level of intensity. However, I do think that the most intensity will occur when Mars is actually retrograde, and that will be from 
September 10th until November 13th is when Mars is going to be in, in retrograde. And so if you want to grab a pen and paper just to have these down, Mars is going to enter Aries on August 16th. It is going to go retrograde on September 10th. It will move back into Pisces by October 3rd. It will direct on November 13th. And then by December 23rd, Mars will move back into Aries. And so when we are looking at retrogrades, we also want to take into account what signs it rules. So if your moon is in Aries, if your moon is in Scorpio, if you're a Scorpio ascendant or an Aries ascendant, this is going to influence you a little bit more because this is a planet that is significant to you. And if you want to know if your moon is in Aries or Scorpio or Scorpio ascendant, Aries ascendant, go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on the chart and you can generate your own chart there. So when Mars, we, ex we talked a little bit about the Gandanta points that Mars is going to roll over. There are lots of dates in this segment, so hopefully you can mark them on your calendar. I'll um, include them in the show notes as well. So if you don't have a pen and paper of your driving, I want you to be safe. So I'll just include them in the show notes and you can refer back to them later. So when Mars is Gandanta, once again, it's going to feel stress. It's going to bring pressure. And fortunately, those dates don't last a super long time. Now, Mars is obviously going to be retrograde for an extended period of time. It's going to last from September until November. When Mars is happy and when Mars is healthy, it has a directed aggression. It feels passionately. It's very active. It's very assertive. It has an anger and a frustration to it that it directs in a clear way that makes sense. Like, okay, I'm angry about this specific thing that happened and I am ready to go to war now. But it's a clear, concise, directed aggression. Now, of course, when it's not being aggressive, it's just passionate. It loves to, once again, be physically active. It is very um, goal-oriented in nature. So Mars has many positive qualities to it that don't necessarily involve being aggressive or angry, though it does include those things. When Mars is retrograde, it takes those positive qualities of Mars and it actually warps them. The word for retrograde actually is translated into twisted. So the quality of the planet becomes twisted. It becomes warped. It can't express itself clearly. So when Mars goes retrograde, it's going to have explosive frustration rather than that directed, clear frustration. It's going to be more spontaneous, less directed. It does not know when to engage in conflict, when not to engage in conflict. It may become more violent unnecessarily. So these are things in our environment that we're going to want to watch out for. I do think that violence is going to escalate. I think that anger and frustration are going to escalate. And when Mars goes retrograde, it won't stay in this nakshatra, but when Mars goes retrograde initially, it will be in the nakshatra of Ashwini. So Ashwini is the first nakshatra. It's in the sign of Aries. It's ruled by the planet Ketu. 
So when Mars goes retrograde in Ashwini, there's also this direct connection to K2, which is separation, isolation. It can also be spirituality. Now, right now, K2 is sitting with the planet Jupiter, which is our spiritual beliefs, our dogma, the things that we hold near to our heart. And I do think that this is going to include separation because of our beliefs, our differences on policy. It may involve coronavirus. It may involve uh, political beliefs, These the social justice movement that has sparked recently, or I mean, I guess it has been going on, but it's grown in um, how many people are aware of it, grown in awareness recently. So it may involve these things. And now again, Mars isn't going to stay in the next chapter of Ashwini, but the point in which it goes retrograde is pretty significant in my opinion. So I do want to keep an eye out for that. And after Mars retrogrades out of Ashwini, it will go into the nakshatra of Ravity. And Ravity is ruled by the planet Mercury. And I discussed this a little bit on the previous podcast about communication, uh, social media, how we interact and engage with one another. When Mars goes into Ravity, it's going to have that connection to Mercury, Mercury is our communication, it is mass media, it's messages, so social media as well. Something that my partner and I have been talking a lot about, I feel like he's the only person I see these days because of social distancing and of course my beautiful clients, thank you so much um, to everyone who I've spent time with recently aside from my partner, but Ravity. And the significance of Ravity to me is going to involve this communication and how we interact with one another. So back to what I was talking to my partner with is the way that people engage on social media is not how we would engage in real life. Now, I think that social media is amazing for so many different reasons. We've had so many movements with social media, brought so much awareness to things that were not um, being recognized through social media. So I'm not here to down on social media or say that it's evil by any means. What I do want to note is that when you get on social media, people suddenly become very brave and they are willing to tell you their opinion, call you names, call you out fight with you, people will act in such a way that they would never act if they were talking to you face-to-face. And right now, everything is on social media, especially with social distancing. How many people do you connect with on a daily basis in, in real life? Exactly. It's like if you live with roommates or a family, then of course you're going to have more social engagement. But I'm asking that question to show Our social engagement is usually very limited, even without social media. And now, um, or excuse me, without social distancing. And now with social distancing, we see and interact and connect from the heart with only a handful of people. And then the rest of our interactions are through the media. And the media can be extremely inflammatory. So I really want to encourage people in this period of time Choose your battles wisely. Don't put all of your energy into fighting battles online. Staying reasonably up to date 
and responsibly up to date. And then focusing on who you can connect with from the heart. And that might be with a phone call. It might be a social distance walk. It, you know, not messaging someone online or any of this because we are connecting with people and it is a social experience, but it does not fuel our brain or our emotions in the same way. I've talked about mirror neurons before on a previous podcast, and I want to talk about them again because this is going to become very important. I do believe this with this Mars retrograde and um, the impact that it will have on K2 and Mercury is that when we are, so, okay, just talking about what mirror neurons are first. So I've talked about them before. You may already understand what they mean, but mirror neurons are an incredible thing that happen inside of our brains where if you are watching me and you're standing completely still, you're not moving at all, but you're watching me and I lift my arm up, mirror neurons are occurring in your brain that are telling you how to mimic my action without necessarily doing it yourself. So you are learning how to do what I am doing without necessarily engaging in it physically. So by that, when you are watching me, you are internalizing my action. So when we are looking on our phone and we are seeing Uh, various messages, people doing various things, we are internalizing what we are seeing. We're internalizing the experience of others. And again, I'm not bashing social media. I think that there are so many blessings that come with it, but I don't know if our brains are wired for that much input, right? What I'm trying to say is that when when we're staring at our phone all day, this is our major source of communication and socialization. We're internalizing so many more messages and so mu- there's just so much more input and stimulation to our brain that we weren't necessarily evolved to do. It can be extremely taxing. It can be exhausting. So I think that there's going to be a lot more happening on social media that is spreading fear and is scary. I do think that scary things are going to happen and therefore they're going to be on the media. And just in advance... I would recommend limiting the engagement to social media, amplifying how much connection you're having from the heart in terms of reaching out and connecting to people in real time, and not maybe engaging so much in arguments or inflammatory nature. Because as astrologers, now that we're aware of what might be happening, it's our responsibility to try to make the world a better place. And sometimes engaging in argument does make the world a better place. So I trust you and I trust your judgment. I'm just saying, be mindful of how much you are engaging for your own mental well-being. Your, you know, our little brains aren't, you know, especially wired to handle all of this information and input all the time. So be mindful of it. Take care of yourselves. It's going to be an interesting ride. So September will be, once again, September 9th, once Mars retrogrades, we're going to go for a ride. Now, September 12th, Jupiter will direct, and September 29th, Saturn will go direct. These direct dates, I think, are going to ultimately be great. We want Saturn and Jupiter to be direct, um, and I don't think that we're really going to be feeling the benefits of them until the end of the year into 2021. So, um, Moving on, I'm going to give a little bit of what to expect with Mars retrograde for the different signs. 
keeping in mind, I'm going to keep this pretty brief. And depending on what planets are sitting there, that's going to change a whole lot. So doing these general readings, just keep in mind, they're pretty vague. It's hard to do an accurate reading for someone without seeing their complete birth chart, but this will be the area of life in which Mars might affect you the most. Um, so if you are an Aries ascendant or an Aries moon, Mars is going to be retrograding from your first house into your 12th. So this is going to be affecting you as an individual and 12th house matters. So certainly Aries moon, Aries rising, be mindful of feeling inflammatory or angry or aggressive. You may feel a little bit more irritable recently or once this, once Mars enters Aries and retrogrades in Aries. I also want you to be very mindful of overheating. Be mindful of your head. You're going to be a little bit more prone to accidents with Mars being in Aries. So certainly watching out for that. And once Mars retrogrades back into your 12th house, you may find that you're experiencing more sleep disturbances, disturbances of your subconscious. You might also be feeling a little bit more wanderlusty than usual, which sucks because I do not recommend traveling. So spending time outside, taking walks outside, trying to satiate yourself, and please don't travel in this time period once once Mars is retrograding. Definitely you want to take care of yourself. Um, cutting off social media at 8 p.m., maybe taking some herbs to help you go to sleep and just paying special attention to your dreams as well. If you are a Taurus ascendant or Taurus moon, Mars will retrograde in your 12th house back into your 11th house. So similarly to Aries, you may experience some sleep disturbances in the first part. There may be some wanderlust going on. Um, and once Mars enters Aries, also be mindful of hidden enemies. Make sure that your doors are locked, uh, your possessions are stowed away, you're being extra mindful, don't walk at night. Once Mars is in Pisces, you may find your social circle is a little bit more difficult to get along with. They may be a little bit more aggressive than usual. You may have more conflicts. You may also feel especially passionate towards humanitarian efforts or get really frustrated with the way that people are getting treated. So channel that energy for the good, take care of yourself, and certainly set healthy boundaries as well. I should also say um, there may also be, just be mindful of your health if anything comes up. If you are a Gemini ascendant or a Gemini moon, Mars is going to begin retrograding in your 11th house and then back into your 10th house. So when Mars begins retrograding in Aries, similarly to Taurus, there may be some issues with your friends. Don't engage in conflict. Try to diffuse any arguments. There may be that inclination towards humanitarian efforts. Once Mars is in your 10th house, you may feel frustration with your career. It may feel like you're there's something passionate brewing inside of you in regards to your career and you feel like maybe you can't do it or there are obstacles, you may also have issues in the workplace. So if arguments arise, definitely try to diffuse the arguments. Try not to engage in any inflammatory behavior at work. If you are a Cancer Ascendant or a Cancer Moon, Mars is going to begin retrograding in your 10th house and then move back into your 9th house. Keeping in mind, if Mars is retrograding over planets, that is very important. 
So if you have planets at the beginning of Aries or the end of Pisces, definitely you want to take a look at that. And it would take me forever to do every single possibility. So if you are interested, um, maybe do some research or schedule a reading with someone, someone, something like that. So for Cancer Ascendant or Cancer Moon, when Mars begins retrograding, it will be in your career house. So you may feel arguments. You may feel like engaging with arguments at work. You may feel passionately about a project at work and it feels like you can't move forward with it. Again, diffuse any conflict at work. Don't engage in conflict at work. Once Mars moves back into your ninth, this may give you some of that passion towards your dharma, towards your path. You may feel a little wanderlusty, wanting to travel to some sacred place. And of course, we cannot do that at this period of time, nor is it advised. Once Mars goes direct, it's going to give you this reinvigorated sense of your path and purpose. But while Mars is retrograding, it may just feel like you can't move forward with it. You have all this pent up passionate energy that you can't move forward with. If you have a fatherly figure, if your father is alive, there may be some issues with your father. There may be the opportunities to have arguments with your father. I don't recommend engaging in conflict. Mars will also be aspecting your fourth house. So if there are any disputes at home, just again, you are, you are the peacemaker. I believe in you to make the peace. If you are a Leo ascendant or Leo moon, Mars will begin retrograding in your ninth and move into your eighth. This is a very transformative time for you. So you may also be having some type of emotional disturbance. There may be a lot coming up for you in your psyche. So I definitely recommend meditating. You may want to do chants for Saturn in the beginning similarly to the Cancer Ascendant. You may have some feelings of wanting to travel. I wouldn't recommend it. Maybe there are issues with the father. Once Mars moves back into Pisces, it's in your eighth house. So this is a natural rhythm of the cosmos. So planets are always transiting the eighth house for somebody. That doesn't necessarily mean that something horrible is going to happen. I do like to advise if any health issues come up, any concerns, be proactive, get it checked out, start taking care of your health now. I would avoid spicy food, any type of um, inflammatory food like gluten or grains or sugar, alcohol, just trying to be clean in that time. I would recommend investing time in med meditating and spiritual practices. If you are a Virgo ascendant or a Virgo moon, Mars will begin retrograding in your eighth and move back into your seventh. So again, this is going to be a transformative time. Of course, I recommend meditating, taking care of your health. Once Mars moves into the seventh, of course, this is of relationships. So if you are dating somebody who is a Virgo, be easy on them. Try to be mindful of arguments. Be you know, if you're feeling irritable or overheated, try to take a time out. Don't take it out on your partner. If you are a Virgo ascendant or a Virgo moon, you may have a partner or a business partner who's being a little bit more difficult to get along with. They may bring passion. It doesn't necessarily need to be a negative thing. It could be a passion to the relationship. Though with Mars going retrograde, right? We want to be mindful of the less... Um, 
clear messages. So things might be a little bit less clear than usual. They might be, there might be some arguments and fighting there. Okay. So be cool, stay cool. Try not to fight with your partner um, and watch out for spicy partners because they might be coming in hot. So if you are a Libra ascendant or a Libra moon, Mars will begin retrograding in your seventh house back into your sixth. So of course, beginning in the seventh house, being mindful of your partner, trying not to engage in those conflicts. When Mars retrogrades back into Pisces, this is the sixth house of your colleagues, your work ethic. It can also be diseases, your pets. So watch out for your digestive tract. You want to watch out for the food that you're eating. You might feel a little workaholic-y. So be mindful of how much you are putting into your work. Your colleagues might be a little bit more frustrating than usual. There might be frustration with your colleagues. Also, of course, watch out for your pets. Make sure they are taken care of. If you live in Texas like I do, it's hot almost all year round. So making sure your pets aren't overheating, make sure they're taken care of. Especially with the digestion and the work, I think that this is going to be an area um, that you might be feeling a little bit more. Also watch out for conflicts with fatherly figures. If you are a Scorpio ascendant, or a Scorpio moon, Mars will begin retrograding the sixth and move back to the fifth. So once Mars is in the sixth house, watch out for what you're eating, watch out for your pets, watch out for your colleagues. Once Mars moves back into the fifth, this is going to involve your children, your creativity. It can also be romance. There might be some type of romance sparked at this time. There might be some reinvigoration, reinvigorating? invigorating, you may feel um, re-inspired with creative projects. There might be tension with romantic interest. There might be tension with children. So certainly watch out for this. And you may also experience a little bit of sleep disturbance. If you are a Sagittarius rising or a Sagittarius moon, Mars will retrograde from the fifth to the fourth. So in the beginning, when Mars is in Aries, that might affect the romantic interest, the child, and creativity. Once it's in the fourth, this is going to be your mother, your inner sense of security, the homeland, and your home. This means there may be disputes at home. There may be arguments at home. There may be arguments with the mother. There may be a, um, a shaking of your internal structures or your internal sense of security. So with that, you may feel that you need to act passionately. You may need to act aggressively to keep your structure sound. Try to remember that nobody can take your inner sense of security without your permission. If you allow somebody to take your inner sense of security, they can. But if you decide that no one can touch your inner sense of security but you, you're going to be fine. This is a great period of time to fortify yourself. Okay, make yourself nice and strong and stable. Definitely avoid conflict. If you have a mother or motherly figure, don't engage in conflict. Mars will also be aspecting your seventh house of relationships. So there's the possibility of having conflict with relationships as well. Uh, maybe even extra passion. I mean, because you'll have Venus and Rahu in your seventh house as well, which is for a period of that time, not all the time. But um, so 
watching out for disputes with the mother and relationships. Fortify your inner sense of security. You're gonna be you're gonna be great. If you are a Capricorn ascendant or a Capricorn moon, Mars will be retrograding from the fourth to the third. So certainly in the beginning, watching out for those disputes with your mother, similarly to Sagittarius, fortifying your inner sense of security, other people's opinions do not devalue your own opinion, right? We can all have different beliefs and different thoughts without them invalidating our own. And I think that that's what causes so many arguments is that we feel if we don't convert people or if people don't believe what we believe, then that means that what we believe isn't real or isn't true or it means less. And that's just not the case, right? We all have different beliefs and they all have different amount of value. So communicating and finding respect and understanding for one another is a major lesson. It's not easy. I know for me, I, I definitely have beliefs that I hold on strongly to. So I think that all of us are, it's a constant practice for us, just trying to be open to that idea. When Mars moves into your third house, this may bring some issues with your siblings. So being mindful of your siblings, um, you know, I, I guess I should say for Cancer, Ascendant or Cancer Moon as well, there may be some issues with the siblings because Mars will be aspecting the third. So being mindful, don't engage in arguments. Um, also certainly watch out for your health. There may also be the opportunity to argue with fathers, fatherly figures, or gurus, the teacher. So, you know, you may have differing beliefs. You may find that your belief system is in metamorphosis for Capricorn, Capricorn ascendant. Um, and allow that to change, right? This is, it's not going to feel like you want to change because Jupiter is in the sign of Sagittarius. But Remember that your belief systems also don't define you or define who you are. And oftentimes our beliefs do change and evolve with what we learn throughout time and what we experience throughout time. And that's a pretty natural metamorphosis. Um, I think that that would apply to cancer ascendant as well. So the belief systems, the siblings, there may be extra heat or volatility there. If you are an Aquarius rising or an Aquarius moon, Mars is going to be retrograding from your third house to your second. And so I think that this is going to involve your communication. And I also think it's going to involve your finances because Mars does rule the 10th house for you if you're an Aquarius. And so it may be that you were moving forward with work and everything was kind of recuperating after COVID. And now once Mars goes retrograde, it may feel a little bit more frustrating. So definitely keep an eye out on that. Understand that it's a temporary time and space. Mars will eventually direct and the pressure will be released, but just know that it may have an influence on your finances. What I think it's going to influence more is also your speech and what you're tempted to post about online. You're going to feel angry. You're going to feel like sharing certain messages. You're going to not really know how to engage with this frustration. So be mindful about what you post. If you feel super passionate and you just want to post something, I would recommend waiting until you come down. Wait until you feel a little bit more settled and then you can voice your opinion. Um, but you're going to feel a little bit, a little bit more passionate with, with your speech and what you feel like you need to share. 
If you are a Pisces ascendant, this is going to begin in your second house and move into your first. So for you, I also think this will involve your speech and your finances. So keeping in mind, it's a temporary time. You might feel a little bit more frustration with your finances. When Mars is in the first house, so if you are a Pisces ascendant or a Pisces moon, I recommend definitely being mindful of the arguments you engage in. You're going to be prone to frustration, anger, volatility, more so than usual. And you're prone to overheating. You are going to be prone to accidents. So be mindful, take care of yourself, be extra cautious, okay? So those are my very brief interpretations of what to expect with Mars. Um, for everyone in general, I think that what is going to happen is that people are going to feel angry and volatile and disconnected, and they're not going to know what to do with that aggression or how to express it. And then I think everything's going to take to like social media and, and all of that. So this is why I'm giving the advice that I'm giving and trying to stay very honest with yourself in the present moment. Don't put too much weight into the messages you receive. I know that it's difficult because we all want answers and we all want to be able to trust what we're hearing and uh, to feel safe. I think that that's a supernatural thing to desire is having a trusted uh, voice that we can listen to and then know what we can do and how we can act. Unfortunately, at this time, I don't think that many of us have clear answers. I think that they're going to start coming out, and I think that it's going to take a period of time. I think that there's going to be a lot more news coming to the surface, a lot of unexpected messages coming to the surface. And so just wait it out before tying yourself to a belief or tying yourself to a side, so to speak, because a lot of messages are going to be coming out. Let them come in. Think critically allow there to be room for more than one opinion, um, and definitely try not to separate yourselves from one another. Do the best that you can to create the reality that you want. So this is my best advice. I hope that it was helpful. I really hope you all take care of yourselves. Um, don't forget your body. Don't forget your physical body what you're drinking, what you're eating, what you're feeling yourself with, that is going to have a direct connection to how your emotions are. 90% um, of the serotonin that we have is in our gut. And that, of course, is what makes us feel happy and feel good and at ease. Um, I think that I've talked about that before. I think I've also talked about the vagus nerve and how the vagus nerve helps regulate our entire body. And when we eat, it actually does it helps us kind of ease into the parasympathetic nervous system. But that being said, what we eat also definitely contributes to how our body regulates. So um, definitely try to be mindful of what you're feeling your body with and what you're taking in. So I'm going to stop there before I get on a rant about the vagus system. <laughs> um, if you would like to schedule a reading with me, you can email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. You can visit my website, innerknowing.yoga. Please follow my Instagram, astrologynow underscore podcast, and on Twitter, astrologynow underscore. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. This is Astrology Now. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm.